master. <laughs> I've got to be the one, the only one who can withstand the test and be the best. I've got to strive, keep up the drive, and be a master. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It takes a certain kind of steel that I won't stop until A hundred fifty Pokemon of mine I must have found the art of capture Of all Pokemon To be a master Pokemon master I will be writing A brand new chapter Pokemon go, go I want you to sing Na 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 What is going on, my nerds, geeks, and non-binary dweebs? Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast where based on a monthly topic, I nerd out about whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. I'm actually lounging this time. I'm fully relaxed. Usually I sit up whenever I record these, but right now I'm just laying down. I'm chillaxed. Everything's all good. <laughs> Anyways, we are finally at the end of Pokemon Month. Now, this is not to say that I'll never talk about Pokemon again. I definitely will. This is just the end of this certain themed month. And I figure what better way to end this month than by talking about something that is a very core memory for me regarding Pokemon. And I know a lot of people have seen this movie too. And you probably already guessed by the title. You already read the title. Today's episode is going to be about Pokemon, the first movie. Now, I absolutely love this movie. Other people may not have liked it. Critics didn't really like it, but we'll get to that later in the episode. But yeah, this episode, I just wanted to go over the movie, talk about the plot, and just, you know, give my opinions on it and all that, all that good stuff. So before we get started, obviously, you know, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so... If you're doing whatever it is you can do with podcasts with this podcast, I truly appreciate it. You know, it it makes me smile. Also, video versions go down on my YouTube, Supercam64, every Saturday as well, so check that out. But with that out of the way, let's talk about Pokemon, Pokemon the first movie. Alright, so let's talk about Pokemon the first movie. Now, when I say the first movie, I really mean the first movie. This is the first movie, this is the first theatrical movie that came out based off of the Pokemon anime. Uh, It originally came out on July 18th, 1998 in Japan. And it was directed by Tunihito Yoyama, who was the chief director of the Pokemon television series at the time. Now, the English version, the English language adaptation was produced by both Nintendo and the lovely people over at 4Kids, which, if you've heard my One Piece controversies episode, you know how much I dislike 4Kids. But I do appreciate what they did with Pokemon, because with this movie, 4Kids actually knew what they were doing a little bit. Any any changes they made from the Japanese version actually worked out. So they kind of redeemed themselves a little bit with this movie. But anyway, the English version was released in North America on November 12th, 1999. Now, before I do any further, let's start with the story. Now, I actually did something different with this. Instead of reading a bunch of stuff off of Wikipedia, I took the plot 
and put it into my own words. So, story time with Cameron. Sit down, strap yourselves in. Here's the story of Pokemon the First Movie. Our story begins focusing on Dr. Fuji, who is a scientist that was hired by Giovanni, leader of Team Rocket. Dr. Fuji is tasked with creating a clone of the legendary and mysterious Pokemon Mew. Now, he found a sample. He never actually found Mew, but he found a sample of Mew while exploring with the rest of his team in the woods. And he used that DNA to try to create a clone of Mew. And after many failed experiments, finally came up with who we grow to love as Mewtwo. Mewtwo at first questions why all the other clone experiments have decomposed and died, but his memory is soon wiped by the scientists. Things go alright for a while until Mewtwo realizes he is nothing more to these scientists than an experiment, something to be experimented on, and busts out of the lab with psychic energy, destroying it in the process. After some time, he rebuilds the lab and creates his own base in the lab while also hatching a devious plan to make Pokemon the superior race and to destroy any human or Pokemon that stands in his way. He does this by sending an open invitation to battle the world's greatest Pokemon and invites all kinds of trainers, including our lovable trio Ash, Misty, and Brock, to Old Shore Wharf, where they meet with other trainers, also invited by Mewtwo. But before anyone can come to the island, Mewtwo creates a storm, making it difficult for most people to get to the island where his base is located, which is called New Island. Luckily for our team, they get picked up by Team Rocket, Jesse, James, and Meowth, who are in disguise as Vikings, and they all make it to New Island. One by one, Mewtwo challenges all the trainers, and when he defeats a Pokemon, he captures them in order to clone them and expand his clone army. Ash's Pikachu and Team Rocket's Meowth are unfortunately caught in this mess. In an effort of saving them both, Ash also frees the other Pokemon Mewtwo has captured and leads them in a revolt against Mewtwo. It is then that Mew reveals himself and challenges Mewtwo as Mew believes he is superior. Battles ensue as the Pokemon fight their clones, except for Meowth who reasons with his clone and agree that fighting is senseless. Ash watches in sadness and in horror as he watches each Pokemon battle relentlessly and obviously in pain, including his own Pikachu. Eventually, the Pokemon tire for a moment, but Mew and Mewtwo battle on. Ash realizes that as long as Mew and Mewtwo are fighting, the other Pokemon will continue to fight as well and beg for them to stop. This all comes to a head when both Mew and Mewtwo charge up for a big psychic attack and charge at each other. In a last-ditch effort, Ash throws himself between the two to stop the fight. Big psychic explosion happens, and when the smoke clears, we find Ash lying on the ground, petrified. Pikachu runs to his friend's aid and tries relentlessly to revive him with electricity, but unfortunately, nothing works. Realizing his friend may be gone forever, Pikachu begins to cry. Now, I'm going to take a second to talk about that, because every time I watch this scene, like, and most movies don't make me cry. I will say that. Most movies don't make me cry. This scene, I cry like a bitch. I cry like a bitch. Because it's just, it's so sad. Like, you can, you can tell that Pikachu is genuinely devastated. It's just, it's sad. I'm actually tearing up right now just thinking about it. Seeing the pain and anguish that Pikachu is in, the other Pokemon begin to sob as well. 
Then, to make Oz viewers breathe a sigh of relief and Lennon us dry our eyes, the tears from all the Pokemon combined are enough to revive Ash, and in seeing this act of selflessness, Mewtwo himself realizes the error of his ways, and he actually delivers one of my favorite lines from just any media in general. This is actually a really good life quote, and it came from Pokemon. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. All the Pokemon are returned to their trainers, the storm clears, and everyone gets to go home safe and sound. When Ash, Misty, and Brock return, Ash sees Mew flying through the sky and tells Misty and Brock about the time he saw another legendary flying through the sky, who we later find out is Ho-Oh. Team Rocket, however, did not make it off of New Island, but they choose to stay for a while and take a vacation. As the credits end, we get one last shot of Mew flying towards the mountains, ending this glorious journey. Now, I um, like I said, I love this movie, and the the part where Ash quote unquote dies still, like I said, still makes me cry like a bitch to this day. Even in the remake, even in the weird CGI remake. Um, one thing about this movie now, the original Japanese version, the screenplay was written by Takeshi Shudo. And he explained in a blog that the main theme present throughout the entire film is existentialism, which is obviously portrayed by Mewtwo, because a lot of the movie revolves around him being like, who am I? What am I? And that's why he hatches this plan to make Pokemon the superior race, because he feels like he's better than humanity, and he wants to prove that. But with, you know, Ash being petrified and all the Pokemon bringing it back to life, he delivers that, you know, that infamous quote, the, I see now that the circumstances of one one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are, which I want to elaborate on that for a second. Uh, let me read that again, just to clarify. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. That is shit that I live by every single day. And that's basically my big outlook on life. It's not, you know, how you were born or what you were born into. It's what you do with your life that really makes you who you are. Like, it's, you know, not being born in the middle class. You know, being born in the middle class, being born in Minnesota and being born away. That doesn't define who I am. What I do with my life and who I am as a person defines who I am. Like, what my actions. It's basically, it's a, your actions define who you are rather than your words or your circumstances. And I just, like I said, it's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And it came from this movie. And I just absolutely love it. Now, the whole theme of existentialism was toned down in the 4Kids version. It was still present, but it was toned down in the English version because Norman Grossfield, who at the time was president of 4Kids, said that he, quote, felt American audiences needed to see a clearly evil villain rather than a morally ambiguous one. So basically, that's him saying, like, oh, we want, him, we want this villain to be a villain. We don't want you to actually feel for him, even though we basically did that anyway, so... You know, good job there, Grossfield. Good job there, Norman. Yeah, yuts. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I should mention how much this movie made. Let me do back to the... 
So, when this originally came out in Japan, it had a budget of 350 million yen, which is $5 million US. And at the box office, it brought in $172.7 million. So, it did pretty well at the box office. It did really well. The weird thing is, though, it did not do well with the critics, apparently. Rotten Tomatoes put it at a 15%, but, you know, when did anyone ever care about a Rotten Tomatoes store? Uh, another thing about this movie that a lot of you may remember is that, I guess in promotion of this movie, Burger King included a set of six 23-carat gold cards inside a large plastic Pokeball that they included with kids' meals. And I actually had a bunch of these. I remember these from my childhood. I, had a, I think I had at least three of the six, but I don't remember. I do remember the Pokeballs, though. But the promotion did not last long because on December 11th, 1993, 13-month-old Kira Murphy from California suffocated to death when half of the toy became stuck over her mouth and nose, causing her to suffocate and was later found deceased in her playpen. Twelve days later, a second child in Kansas survived a similar incident. incident. That's the word I was trying to say. These incidents led to a website titled Pokemon Kills. On December 28, 1999, Burger King issued a recall of the toys. Adults were urged to discard or return both pieces of the toy. Customers returning the toy were given a small order of french fries in return. Nearly a month after the recall, another child suffocated from the toy. The dead children's families settled their lawsuits on undisclosed terms. So yeah... <laughs> They tried to promote this movie with a bunch of kids' toys, and that majorly backfired on them. They're like, oh, you know, we're going to include these these Pokeballs. You know, that's going to be fun for the kids. Nope. Two kids died. That's so... Yeah, that wasn't great. And I don't remember if I... I think I kept mine, though, because I think my parents just didn't bother to send it back or whatever. But I feel like a small, a small fry is ridiculous compensation for that. Like, at least do a free meal. Do a free kid's meal or something like that. Don't just give them, like, oh, well, you know, thanks for not making sure your kid's not going to suffocate on this. Here's a small fry. Here's a thing of, like, ten fries. Enjoy. No, I want a free meal off of that. If I'm going to return something that could potentially kill my child, I want a whole meal as compensation. Because they decided, they screwed up, basically. Uh, what else do I got on here? Oh, I want to talk about the, the CGI remake. Now, the CGI remake was initially going to release in 2019. But I think there were just talks that it was going to release in 2019. But we didn't get an official release announcement until January 22nd of 2020. When it was revealed that it was going to be released on Netflix. And then, on February 27th, a.k.a. Pokemon Day, the remake was finally released worldwide on Netflix. And to this day, it is still up there, along with many other Pokemon movies. Because I had, I had to actually check that. I was like, before I did this episode, I was like, wait, is it still up there? But yeah, it is, it's still up there. And the thing about the CGI remake now, it doesn't exactly capture the, the greatness of the original you know, the original animation, 
but it's still pretty faithful nonetheless. Some of the voices are different for the characters, but it's still pretty faithful nonetheless. <laughs> the Pikachu scene, the Pikachu crying scene still makes me cry like a bitch to this day. And um, I feel like just overall, it was it was just a pretty good, you know, remake of the original movie. But overall, I want to talk about just just the emotions that this makes me feel like to this day it still gives me a huge hit of nostalgia and I just I absolutely love this movie with all my heart and I will definitely watch it to this day uh I do want to mention something that happened before the movie now there was actually a little bonus cartoon that played before the movie called Pikachu's Vacation now the plot of that is the Pokemon of Ash, Misty, and Brock are sent to spend a day at a theme park built for Pokemon. Pikachu, Totopi, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle cross paths with a group of bullies consisting of a Raichu, Cubone, Meryl, and Snubble. Now, fun fact, this is the first time, I guess, in any media format that we see Meryl and Snubble. The two groups compete against each other, but it leads to Ash's Charizard getting his head stuck in a pipe. Pikachu, his friends, and the bullies work together and successfully free Charizard and rebuild the park, spending the rest of the day playing before parting ways when their trainers return. Now, this was actually a, like a cute little cartoon that I played before the movie, and it was, it was, it was nice. It was nice. It's nice to see like you know Pokemon interact with each other without the trainers present. It kind of reminded me of that one episode of the anime where um, I think they got. It was, I think it was after the uh, the cruise ship thing, and I don't remember exactly the context of it, but basically what happened is that all their Pokemon... Oh, it was this big island, and for somehow, somehow uh, the their Pokemon, you know, Ash, Misty, and Brock, their Pokemon, they got separated from them, and it, the whole episode revolved around the Pokemon trying to survive and look for their trainers, but obviously, you know, they spoke in their Pokemon way, but there were subtitles, so you actually get to kind of understand what they were saying. Except for Meowth, but he speaks English anyway. But that's kind of what it reminded me of. Just all the Pokemon interacting with each other. and just It's just strictly the, the Pokemon, not any humans involved. But yeah, no, the Pokemon movie... I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but... Pokemon the first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back is just it's a classic for me and like I said I'll continue to watch it to this day and I just I absolutely love it and if you ever get a chance to see the original definitely check it out but if you want to just watch it for yourself it's up on Netflix just search I think it's called Pokemon first movie evolution actually what is it hold on let me look up the title so I'm not just talking out my ass let me let me see. Oh yeah, so the CGI remake is called Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, and that's that's actually that's it's basically it's a remake of the first movie, but it's just newer and it's all full CGI instead of 2D animation. And if you want to watch that one, you know, go ahead. But I definitely, if you're able to get a hold of the original version, definitely do that. And if you're into Japanese, you know, do the Japanese version because there are some slight differences between the Japanese version and the English version. And I have not actually seen the Japanese version, but, you know, if I can get my hands on it, I definitely will. 
but yeah, I definitely check it out. If you're a fan of Pokemon like I am, I definitely recommend Pokemon the first movie. And I think that's all I gotta say about it. This wasn't as long of an episode as I thought it was gonna be. I thought this was gonna go on for like an hour, but I think I summed up the plot pretty quickly. Because I, I did it in my own words, and I think I summed it up pretty well, pretty quickly, on my own. But yeah, I just, I love this movie, and I got nothing else to say for it. Uh, do you guys love this movie too, or do you like any other Pokemon movies? Let me know on social medias. Link is in the link tree in the description. Also in the description, like always, there's the link to support this podcast. There's the link to the link to the, actually the outro music that you're hearing right now. The song Sacred Beast by Game Chops and Mikel. I'll put a link to the album in the description. And, you know, just click on stuff in the description. Just... A lot of stuff does a lot of stuff, so click around, you know, you'll find something that does something else. Uh, but with that, I'm going to call this an episode. I don't know what I'm going to do for next month. I'm Actually, I have an idea of mine, but you guys are just going to have to wait and see. But with that being said, I hope you guys have a lovely day, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this. I hope you guys drink plenty of water. I hope all good things come to you. And... Like Mewtwo said, I see now that the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. As always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Nerd out!